0: Let's go. I'm a bulldog. Dog Nation. This is Jeff Centel, and if we're checking the time this time next week, uh, Christmas comes early for Dog Nation and the Georgia football fan base. We're talking about National Signing Day next week, um, December the 16th. Of course, that's the first day of the early signing period in this COVID pandemic-affected year. Um Georgia currently. Let's let's check all the boxes here. Kind of set everything up. Uh, this show we're gonna re- we're gonna talk about a lot of things on the 2021 recruiting class, um, especially seven days out. The weirdness and wildness of this year. You guys got a question on YouTube. You guys got a question on Dog Nation Facebook. Feel free to drop them in the comments right here. I'm gonna try and uh, rip through as many questions and comments as I can tonight in our first block. Um, Things you want to talk about, hit me up. I'm sure you want to hear about um, uh, possibilities of uh, the transfer portal giveth and taketh for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, I think it was very important what Kirby Smart said yesterday in his press conference where he detailed as many as 14 to 20 early mid-year enrollees would join the Georgia program and the logistics uh tetris i'm going to say not nightmare not puzzle just tetris about how georgia all makes that work of course the very important number there is the all-important 85 but you also got to think about the initial counters for this class uh the maximum is 25 if you want to back count reminder georgia would have to uh, count for the trey mckinney scholarship the jared Zirkel scholarship and also the uh jamie newman scholarship this year so it's uh, going to be very hard even with back counters for Georgia to get anywhere more than uh, 24 commitments, 24 signees um, during this class. Uh, something to think about. Um, Georgia currently has 20 uh, public commitments, and that ranks them number three overall in the country. That's on the 24-7 sports team composite ratings. They're all the way up to number three now. That's with the addition of Nylon Green on Tuesday. Uh, if you guys were joining us live uh from Newton High in Covington on Tuesday, you got to see a whole lot of stuff about Nyland Green, uh, the latest addition to the Georgia class. Um, we'll go through all the normal furniture in our show. We'll go through the top targets, we'll go through the anticipated decision dates, we'll go through um, what the class looks like right now, whose rankings moved up, whose rankings moved down. Um and we'll also talk about any of the 2022 elements that you want to talk about right now. I'm going to have a slew of 2022 stories coming up on the site. Big week this week also in Georgia high school football. Uh, you've got major games for Georgia commitments like Dylan Fairchild, uh, Chaz Chambliss, uh, Marius Mims, uh, and last but not least Brock Vandegrift as well in the uh, 2021 class Uh now, don't forget C.J. Washington as well. He's alive in the state playoffs as well. Recent uh, Georgia commitment Dar- Darius Smith is also alive in the Georgia State playoffs as well. So we got a few topics to uh, to go through right now. Um, I think the first thing I want to do is I want to uh, tell you, Dog Nation's before the hedges. This is a staple for going on five plus years now. Uh, is you can find us on YouTube, which you are facebook like you are uh and then after this show it rolls in to be a podcast on the apple podcast platform it's also on spotify it's also on soundcloud if you want to get your before the hedges fix on um heading into national signing day again georgia has 20 public commitments um it would be interesting to see for me what happens with the board for georgia to get to 23 24 um signees uh come national signing day on uh uh, Wednesday next Wednesday I think the odd thing for this year is there's a bunch of guys that are having their ceremonies later in the day that's because of school that's because of social distancing that's because the lack of the traditional ceremony would be available um so it's a, it's a different uh class of 2021 recruiting year uh I think it is my interpretation of all the tea leaves going on right now that Georgia should sign uh, almost every one of its uh Uh, anticipated allotment uh, during the early period, except for one or two names, Uh, maybe just one name. That name would be Terry and Arnold. Uh, He's going to go all the way to February the 3rd. Depending on how Georgia meets its needs during uh, the early signing period, that would determine how many other guys uh, they bring in um, on the traditional signing day on February the 3rd. Uh, Another thing to think about uh, here is there's a couple of guys and you'll see them on the top targets list a little bit later. But uh, Elijah Judy, he's still considered a Georgia target. I would still consider him a Georgia target. Um, He's going to sign on December the 16th, but then he will announce it on January the 2nd between Georgia and Texas A&M. That's the previous Georgia commitment out of Philadelphia at outside linebacker. And that same scenario will also apply to five star defensive end Corey. Foreman out of California, he's going to sign. And then kind of like what um, Tyreek Stevenson, Keeley Ringo, and others have did in years past, they're going to keep it on the low-low. I guess you got to include Zachary Evans there as well. Keep it on the low-low until uh, January the 2nd, where they will reveal their signing day choice on a uh, special All-American Bowl uh, commitment special uh, that will – I think it will be an hour-long broadcast on January the 2nd. So busy next seven days for Dog Nation as Georgia and Kirby Smart amps up and rolls up its sleeve for another um, for another really big signing day. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll throw out a question to you before I you guys before I start uh, weeding through some questions um, that I'll see on the feeds. Is a I want to know uh, out of who's left um, who do you want the most? Let's start there. And out of who's left, who do you think would be the toughest remaining poll for Georgia? Uh, Be very curious to see what's going on with everybody right there. Getting a lot of questions on YouTube. I think YouTube is uh, firing up with some good questions right now. Let me see. I've got, uh, I've got a text message here. I think you guys are going to want me to address this text message right now. Um, might have an interjection of drama into our show tonight. Um, let's, uh, as we do so, let's take a quick look at, um, take a quick look at YouTube dog nation, YouTube, and see what, uh, my producer, Michael Carvell tells me, uh, uh, in front of the flock tree and behind the glass, uh, that you guys uh, have a lot of good questions. Uh, let's see, we've got, um, uh, Brian McPhail was the first one on good for you. Kale Westbrook knows that it's less than 10 days. Um Kale we're, rightfully so it is down to one week. Brian McPhail, he's on his intel as well. He knows that Georgia's in the top three. They moved into the top three with the nylon green uh commitment. Um Matt Valarisis wants to know, get sorry. Xavier sorry is going to be on December the 16th, and I think that's a key uh domino that Georgia would need to f- need to fall. Um Bebe Lowe, uh Correct in noting that Sori and Terry and Arnold are visiting uh, Florida this week. Uh, I would, I would say that, um, Sori probably does need to see Florida after he's visited another university a couple times over the last month to be sure. Uh, John Snow, no Georgia has not signed anyone else after Nyland. I think you're meeting getting a commitment there. They haven't got any more uh, public commitments after Nyland. Uh, Matt Rob, the latest on Foreman. There you go, uh, Matt. I, I think most of the most of the stuff, unless this is a late Kirby Smart special here. Uh, I think most of the stuff has him either going to Clemson or st- staying home and sticking with USC um, at this time. Uh, Brad Christian, hey man, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it, man. We work hard. We love what we do. And uh, let me tell you, we're meeting all the time, talking all the time, strategizing, uh, to use an old uh, Saturday night live term, uh, to try and bring you guys the best content we possibly can. Uh, Kale Westbrook brings up the uh, updated, the outdated rules on numbers. Uh, Ken Boyd has a question about Kendall Milton. Uh, Ken, uh, Kirby Smart has said this week that uh, Kendall Milton seems like he's a full go or almost a full go this week in practice. Uh, I would anticipate that he's probably going to get some reps against Missouri on Saturday. Uh, that guy is just a tough, tough kid. Uh, Brian McPhail, the latest information is that, uh, Foreman does plan to sign during the month of December, during the early period, and then announce his decision on January the 2nd. Uh, elite GB. How are you, man? Uh, elite GB. What do you want for Christmas, buddy? Uh, Ah, uh, Colby Curry brings up the point. Is it possible that JJ Holliman transfers back to Georgia? I don't think so. Uh, there's a lot of entanglements to that, even though he would be a graduate transfer. Uh, but the main thing to think about is uh, he, he did not really seem special or lighted up in four games. I think he had about 100 yards and one touchdown in four games for FIU this year. Did you guys notice real recently that 2021? Uh, 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 excuse me, former. Georgia 2017 signee Deontay Demery. Uh, he was a former All-American. He never enrolled in Georgia um, due to an unfortunate uh, domestic incident. Uh, but uh, he has turned pro as well today um, as well. Noah Sheldon gives us his crystal ball on Monsavian Sorry. sorry. Um, Ken Boyd, uh, I think that the, the, the best incoming running back is a guy that I think is the, one of the most underrated guys in the class, and that is uh, Lavoisier Carroll. Um, He's out of Warren County, but he played the last two years at IMG Academy. Uh, IMG Academy is likely going to win the de facto mythical national high school championship this year. Pretty big feat there when uh, teams led by Shea Patterson, Isaac Nauta, Nolan Smith, Xavier Thomas. uh, Those teams weren't able to do it. You would add uh, a guy like Trey Sanders as well a guy like uh, Noah Kane, uh, this is the year that IMG finally does it. Um, but, uh, Lavoisier Carroll, I think would be an impressive speed all around big, fast, uh, catch your breath and he's gone, uh, top gear running back, uh, for, uh, Georgia in the 2021 class. Uh, Noah Sheldon makes a comment about, uh, Florida fans and their social activities. Um, uh, call bars is also noticing uh, some uh, rival fan bases and um, sharing some Merry Christmas wishes as well. Uh, P. Rich, what's going on with the running back from Michigan? That's Donovan Edwards. Um, Notre Dame, uh, Michigan, Georgia seem like the contenders for him. If I had to say right now, uh, I would think um, even after some even after some good news over the last week to ten days or so. I still think that's going to be a very, uh, very, very tough pull for Georgia out of Michigan. Uh, Carlos Robertson, man, you're right. Mason Smith to Georgia would be crazy, but I do think there's a chance. I do think there's a chance. Um, EG 808, uh, making the point. Uh, we, we discussed on the Dog Nation forum that we felt pretty good about Nyland Green being able to join us here on the broadcast, but uh, unfortunately it seems like he's got a previous uh, commitment Um, has not been able to make it. Uh, Brian McPhail wants Mason Smith. P. Rich wants Arnold the most. Steven Rax, man, I'm glad you finally caught a live show, man. What you been waiting for, man? I'm glad you had the time to. Uh, Steven, you got a question since you finally caught a live show. uh, You're a man after my own uh, heart. If you got a question, I will immediately move it to the front of the line. Thanks for joining us. Brian Smith, making a point about my Christmas tree needs some colored lights. Brian, the lady I live with, my bride, uh, she's really big on white lights, really big on white lights outside the house. And if you know what that means, that means we have white lights outside the house and inside the house. Um, Elite GB is noticing about the in-state recruiting this year. Yeah, Georgia's got 10 commitments from in-state this year. Those look like to be the very best players in the state of Georgia. Um, John Gibson wants to know about any news on DJ Ojolari and Eric, Gil- Eric Gilbert. Uh, well, Gilbert, there's some news today about Gilbert. Uh, he has decided to opt out for this season. Uh, Ed Ogeron articulated today on a radio interview that he feels he would have to re-recruit Eric Gilbert back to the program, which is what he intends to do so. Uh, He'd love to have him back. He said he's a terrific player. Um, B.J. Ogilare, who I personally never really uh, thought was a guy that was going to leave LSU when all those reports started coming out. Um, He is going to play this weekend. Uh, P. Rich, it is my belief that Horn is a take-it receiver. I think the only way he wouldn't be a take-it receiver is if Georgia gets some late action um, with a lot of big names that they weren't supposed to bring in. But I think Horn would definitely help University of Georgia – especially guys, there have been two um, public uh, transfer portal moves between Trey Blunt and Micaiah Tung. Micaiah Tung even made that um, official today with a statement on his Twitter account. Uh, For me, I think I would expect two or three more receivers to also opt out as well. Excuse me, not opt out, but uh, hit the transfer portal. Um, Noah Sheldon, uh, Jimmy Horn is basically one of those great late bloomer stories. He has no stars. He didn't get his offer from Georgia until about uh, last Friday, I believe, last Thursday night. Uh, He's a guy that um, transferred to Sanford High as a junior, broke his wrist, didn't really play a lot as a junior, and um, basically got four or five games late in the year. Um, And then this year was supposed to be his breakout year because he is quick silver fast. Uh, He has ludicrous speed, uh, but, you know, COVID – Made it very hard for evaluations it very, made it very hard for in-person evaluations and that's what slowed down his offer um Brian McPhail wants to know is there any chance Georgia can get to number two in recruiting Brian I certainly think Georgia can get to number two in recruiting uh James Moore wants to know about uh, the secondary I think Campbell will be gone Webb's already gone I think LeCount will be gone I think Daniel Daniel is gone, obviously, because he's, he's elected to join the Senior Bowl. Um, I think Campbell, Daniel, Stokes, all those guys will be gone. And I think the secondary will be wide open for the taking. Um, uh, Kevin Craig, good question. I would say the ideal recruiting finish for Georgia would go within reason. The ideal recruiting finish would go. Uh, you would get Xavier Soaring. Uh, and, uh, Mason Smith on December the 16th. Um, I probably won't put pie in the sky and add Corey Foreman with a belated, um, ad, uh, to the class. Uh, but I will say that the last two spots probably need to go, uh, to Terry and Arnold number one, most importantly, Terry and Arnold. And then the next name, uh, is kind of best man available. Will Donovan Edwards choose Georgia? I don't know about that yet. I think that's still very much up in the air. Jimmy Hoard Jr.'s name would then come into play, and then you'd have names like Byron Young, Elijah Judy as well, and also Donovan Edwards, as we mentioned a second ago. Um, um, Tristram West, I think Georgia can definitely hold on to the third spot. Uh, Carl bars. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Keith Simmons, there was some great news today. Um, let me see if I can bring this up. You want to know how, uh, Trillie Hale, uh, Keely Ringo's mom is doing, uh, Tr- Hale. Um, she had a report on Twitter. I want to make sure I get this right. Um, some very good news today. Uh, she had her mastectomy surgery. She's covering and fighting. She's been through her chemo with breast cancer. Uh, she was very happy and chipper today that, um, her uh, mastectomy surgery uh, had been complete. She shared um, that information on Twitter about two hours ago. So, man, very blessed and thankful that we get to hear news like that regarding Keeley Ringo's mother. Um, yeah, uh, Bank Six, I was talking about Jimmy Horn Jr. just a minute ago. Carl Bars, you're absolutely correct. Sir. <laughs> lots of questions coming in. Um, uh, what's your question? Who's the guy Noah that mentioned from the 2017 class that never landed at Georgia? What do you mean by that? never signed. Uh, that was, I'm talking about the one I just mentioned that was Deontay Demery. Um, he was a very, he was really one of uh, Sam Pittman's finest early choices, finest early targets, um, for Georgia in the 2017 class. Um, Arnold and Sori, Jay Hart has a question. Is Arnold and Sori more important than Smith and Foreman? Uh, I'm normally a big defensive line, put pressure on the quarterback guy, especially right now in this day and age where s- some of these super teams at receiver like Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama, and even Florida have like four or five, three or four really good all-SEC type NFL draft pick receivers. Um, I just think right now that um, a guy like Arnold, um, considering the exodus for Georgia at defensive back, that is just going to be really important. Sorry's a guy, you got to remember, folks, the 2022 recruiting cycle is going to be very kind to Georgia at linebacker, but um, you also have to remember that all the defensive backs leave in the program um, is going to create a lot of spots, and you only have guys like Tyreek Stevenson, uh, potentially uh, Keely Ringo, Jalen Kimber, uh, guys that can backfill a lot of those pla- a lot of those elite DB classes, and we've mentioned Nyland Green, Javon Bullard, guys like that in the class uh, as well. Um, I think Smith and Foreman would make Georgia very formidable on the line. I do think that a guy like Arnold and, and Sori, remember Georgia only took uh, Georgia only took one linebacker last year, and that was Mikhail Sherman. And then right now, Georgia currently has Chaz Chambliss. And Shmyle Munden committed at linebacker as well. So they definitely need to keep retooling at linebacker. Um, P. Rich, yeah, we're congruent. We're in agreement there. You should always have a guy like Horn on the roster. You need those guys that can make something out of nothing. It's just electric guys where, you know, you don't really need a great play call. You just need to get the ball in his hands. And um watch him work. Um bank six, I would I would say Horn compares to a cross between Isaiah McKenzie and McCole Hardman. I think that's the best comparables I would come to with all that. Um good stuff rocking and rolling so far. Uh, in the uh uh you're welcome, Jay Hart. I, I just think you know, Foreman think about this for a second. George has had Jermaine Johnson, Aziz Ojalari. uh Nolan Smith, folks, there's nobody Georgia's going to sign this year that's going to be better uh, from an outside linebacker perspective in my mind than Nolan Smith in his thir- third season at Georgia, Adam Anderson in his fourth season at Georgia, and, and what does is Ezo and Jermaine Johnson brought to the team this year? I'm not going to project Corey Foreman, should he choose Georgia, to do anything like that. I think the main thing for Georgia to do is to find a way to retool that secondary. Hope that's a good enough explanation for you there. Um, you know, guys, i seen a couple of Eric Gilbert questions here. The simple thing here for me is I do think that there's legs to it. I said this on the Dog Nation Forum a couple of days ago, uh, but I don't know if everybody should automatically assume the best place for him would be Georgia. Uh, if he wants to come home and if he's feeling homesick, as all those reports had indicated, then you have to remember that uh, – you have to remember that uh, – man – how far away is Clemson? How far away is Alabama as well? It's not just the University of Georgia that would automatically qualify if he's homesick and wants to come home as the place to be. Hope that makes a lot of Hope that makes a lot of lot of sense there. Um, P. Rich, I'm on you, man. Uh, David Daniel is the guy that I call him the elder statesman of the class. People don't talk about him enough. People don't talk about Lavoisier Carroll enough. Uh, David Daniel, there's something to be said for it, loyalty and extreme loyalty when Daniel had Florida on him. Daniel had uh, Clemson on him, other schools like that. And he was just Georgia all the way. Uh, Lucky Steve sevens has a question. Who's been my favorite freshman so far? I think the most impressive freshman for me to watch right now, you'd have to give that to Jalen Carter with all respect to uh, Jermaine Burton. Now, he's had some big flashes as well. The type of flashes that Georgia will need, um, It's just I think the SEC is such a trenches and big-man league, league, um, offensive and defensive line league, that a a very special guy like uh, Jalen Carter. Folks, remember, he's played some fullback and goal line. Um, He's caught a touchdown pass. He caught a touchdown pass this year before Jermaine Burton did, and that just really sticks out to me. He's a guy that's been as advertised and then some. Let me see what Facebook has to offer. I hope Facebook – my friends on Facebook, our friends on Facebook, don't get a little uh, little chippy with me for ripping through all those YouTube questions today. Um, hey, and uh, it seems like a good point here as I pull up Facebook to say uh, happy birthday to uh, former Georgia uh, tight end great Troy Sadowski. Happy birthday, Troy. Um, man, that guy... That guy's first class, he was a great Bulldog, played some time in the NFL, and he still really, really, really cares a lot about Georgia. Let's see, Um, Patrick Barnhart, I see a question here about your dream job, man. Uh, I tell you what, uh, love what I do, man. Love what I do, especially this time of year. Um, It is my most favorite time of the year, even though it looks like I might not be uh, sleeping. Um, Clay Dykes has a question. If I'm concerned with Amarius Mims posting a final decision at it, uh, you, th- you thought he was locked in. I would say he's very much locked in Clay Dykes as much as he's been recruiting on George's behalf. Um, I, I, I would say, uh, it might be as hard for another school to move a Mary right now as it is hard for you or I to move Amarius Mims right now. I think his final three that he has thrown out there was still Tennessee I don't need to explain a lot there about Tennessee and how Georgia would win that head to head. And then the second one would be, uh, Alabama, Alabama's already got a couple of uh, really high grade, uh, offensive tackles coming in this class as well. Um, hope that got through a bunch of questions right there. Uh, I want to make sure that, uh, I get to the Dog Nation Facebook page. Hope everybody's doing great today. A uh, point of our show where I want to make sure everybody says, hey, if you, you like what you're hearing, uh, think about, um, you know, frequenting and giving some patronage to our fine friends at Kroger. Man, they've been such a big part of what we've tried to do, giving you all this, all these shows every Wednesday night for the last five years. the The engagement we've had, all the questions we've asked. Really, this is basically just a gathering point Uh, for everybody to come around and talk about, um, Georgia Bulldog football, especially the recruiting efforts that fuel this roster. I want to take a minute. Um, I think I got this tweet, uh, and I want to give, uh, I want to share it because I want to know how most people feel. Um, funny, by the way, funny aside, did everybody see today how, um, LSU has imposed a self-imposed a bowl ban for this year? Uh, as a way to self-impose more penalties and sanctions on the upcoming uh, violations and the and the in CAA case against them, I thought thought that was so very brave of uh, LSU to propose a bowl ban here in this year of all things. Um, I'm trying to find the tweet, but there's a lot of people. Uh, there was there was this one guy that was uh, um, he brought up the thing that like. Until Georgia wins these big games, none of these big recruits actually really matters. And, you know, for that, um, I, I, I can see why you folks are feeling might feel that way. And there may be some fatigue with all these recruiting classes coming in. But, you know, the simple way to say this here is I don't think without those recruits, you don't win those big games regardless. So the best way that Georgia wins these head to heads going forward is just to continue recruiting the way it is continue adding the players way it is of course they're going to have to dial in some things offensively uh, then what they've got going at the quarterback position they're going at their wide receiver spots they need to figure out and adapt to this new type of new type of SEC football that to me has just changed over the last two years and that means that um, you got to score outscore the elite teams to win and frankly now my model of what a, what an elite championship defense looks like in big boy college football now is You got to have the players that will turn the ball over about every third or fourth series against a great offense like an Alabama, like a Clemson, like an Ohio State, like a Florida. You can't expect the routine three and outs anymore. You got to find a way to just get them off the field maybe once every quarter and then keep scoring. And then that's your margin for the victory right there. Hope that made some sense. That's just basically the way I look at that um, going forward. I think the best way to do that is you got to have a great combination of pressure and also uh, containment and coverage on the back end. Let me see, guys. Uh, We're part of our show right now where I think it's time to take that quick break. Who wants to hear uh, from Brad and uh, I think everybody would love to hear from Brad and Adam, Brad and Brandon Adams at any point on any of our dog nation uh, channels, but also Brandon Adams and Kroger. What a fine pairing that is kind of like Terry and Arnold and Xavier Sori or Corey Foreman and Mason Smith. Let's hear another weekly update from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. There you go, guys. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. Um, pulling up uh, Facebook right now. Uh, we're talking about a, the next uh, UGA signing class in one week. Um, let me, let, let, I, I think this is the time everybody loves hearing this part of our show. Um, everybody loves to hear, uh, to see what that, uh, our normal, I guess I call them the food groups, the basic food groups, the table stakes of every fresh. Mark. That is um, um, pulling up uh, Facebook. Let me see. Make sure you put that on hold, Jeff. Uh, Going to check some questions from Facebook. Uh, Kevin Green, I do not think that both Gilbert is coming home and bringing BJ Ojolari. Kevin Cook on Facebook. Yeah, you bring up the good point. A bowl ban in the year that they wouldn't make one. Uh, Roy Appleby brings up a name from a past recruiting class. Shelton Tucker informs uh, everyone that uh, JT has two years left. Uh, Actually, this one doesn't count. So he would would actually have three years left. But for me, I think JT is going to have one good year and then the NFL will come calling. Uh, Kenneth Wiggins basically says the same thing. K Dub K Dub knows what he's talking about. K Dub Squared knows what he's talking about. Uh, Francisco Hurtado, uh, Francisco, great question. I don't think Dan Lanning. Um, you know, Georgia doesn't have a guy that's titled as a recruiting coordinator per se, uh, but I think he is one of the vital recruiters on the Georgia roster. Let me see if I can give a quick key check off the top of my head uh george's top five recruiters right now on the staff in no particular order um i would go matt luke i would go uh dan lanning i would go charlton warren i would go travion scott and i would go dale mcgee uh not gonna include kirby in that list just because kirby is kind of the ultimate um difference maker at the end kirby's kind of like i don't know why i've got this on my mind i guess i've been watching this movie with my kids lately uh, Kirby's kind of like, you know, the end of uh, Infinity War or Endgame when uh, all looks lost and all of a sudden Captain Marvel comes running, flying through there. That would be the girl, heroine, And she basically just tilts the playing field at the very end because let's just face it, she's Captain Marvel. That's what Kirby kind of feels like at the end of every great recruiting battle as well in terms of what he does to help Georgia. Um, Kirby was integral in a lot of these DB commi- commitments going forward. Uh since Nyland Green is fresh in my mind, though he did tell me that uh, the ultimate difference for uh his decision was Charlton Warren and the way he recruited him. Kamari Lasseter has told me that basically the same thing recently. Um I don't know if you had a chance to talk to uh you you picked up our broadcast the other day uh, when we talked to Brandon after the Nyland Green decision. But very interesting. Um, and I'll probably write about this on dognation.com soon, but uh what we basically saw there is we saw uh, Niall Green start out really liking Alabama, Oregon, and Oklahoma. Uh, there was a period where he liked both Auburn and Clemson, but really a late heavy lean, as much as two and a half weeks ago, was actually the University of Tennessee. And Georgia was able to close in late and uh, you know erase that gap and end up getting a commitment from the nation's number two cornerback prospect according to uh, 24/7 Sports, but. Francisco Hurtado, to answer your question, I think Lanning is a great recruiter. I think that would hurt Georgia a lot. He's one of the most personable and effective recruiters on the staff. Uh, I would say Dan Lanning's batting average right now, knowing uh, the ins and outs of everything that I get a chance to listen to or be really close to a lot of these decisions. I would say Dan Lanning's batting average on the guys he wants right now is extremely high, extremely high, almost in Sam Pittman territory. (laughs) Let me see. Somebody made me laugh right now. Jerry Swafford, man, you made me laugh. Uh, He likes that good Kroger song. You got like that Kroger jam on Wednesday night with Before the Hedges. Everybody knows that Kroger song by now. Uh, Chad Buchanan, uh, he's uh, giving us a little Larry Munson here. He said, get the picture. Uh, Pickens, Gilbert at slot, Washington at tight end, and Blaylock and Milton rotating in Burton, Jackson, and McIntosh. That thing got three likes really fast on Facebook as well. Um, <laughs> Jerry Swafford, man, you're having fun, man You know, guys, I got so many things to deal with I've got, like, uh, trying to talk to interviews Line up interviews, trying to get stories written uh, Trying to put together content for you guys for next week uh, Man, I I just sit there I, I go throw on the Dog Nation vest So we get a lot of logos on the screen I turn the family tree on So it looks like we got a really great background and uh, then I kind of rock and roll. I just kind of – I kind of do that with, with the hair, man. It, it's nothing much more than that. And that's, that's enough talking or having fun about Jeff's hair. You don't want to hear about that. Uh, Rich Olenek brings in his thoughts that he doesn't think Gilbert's coming to Georgia with the false anticipation. Uh, you know, it's a good point, Rich. Everybody forgets. Uh, Bowers, uh, you know, in, even if there's attrition through the portal at the tight end position – Uh, Bowers and Washington would be a dynamite combo for Georgia and at the tight end room going forward. And I don't even know folks if we should even, I don't even know if that, I, I don't know if Gilbert is even, I don't know if Gilbert should even be considered a tight end. He's probably more of a pure receiver at this point. Um, Let me make sure. Uh, Sonia Prescott, running late tonight. Almost missed you. Uh, Sonia, thank you for continuing to find a way to link us up. Sonia, you got a question? Uh, Feel free to throw it in there. David Hill, thank you for the nice sentiment, man. I hope you and yours have a a great holiday season. Um, One of the things I want to do – a lot of questions coming in tonight, guys. You guys are very fired up, excited about recruiting – uh, Chad Buchanan, if, uh, brings up the point of Travion Scott gets Mason and Corey, he will get recruited of the year. Chad, I'm going to tell you this. If Mason, uh, if, if, if Travion Scott, uh, puts in the good effort to, for Georgia to get Mason or Corey, he will get Recruiter of the year. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, uh, Maurice Farmer, I will tell you what, I'll definitely be on the road on the 16th. There, uh, I got I got a good one. You know how I can only give away so much of the so much of the stuff here. Uh, Maurice Farmer, Maurice Farmer. Now this is a good one. You got me thinking, man. If you could, um, where would you want me to be on the 16th? Uh, you know, we believe in interacting, interactive, and engaging program. Uh, Maurice, you can lead the charge if 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 you could get me at any decision. Uh, on uh, next Wednesday, what decision would that be? Uh, Nick Duke, a good question. I think I see Munkin sticking around for about another year to two years. I think he wants to be a head coach in the South pretty bad. Um, Randy Payne, how are you, man? Jacob O'Neill, man, I'll say something. Uh, Terrence Ogletree, what do you mean the drama? We want you to know something about that. Uh, so there you go. Bunches of questions. Let me make sure we get to the furniture part, what I call the furniture part of uh, um, our show. Let's take a look at the uh, at the Georgia. Um, first off, let's just, hey, it's one week until signing day. One week until this 2021 top targets list looks like it is atomized down to one name. And folks, next week, uh, we'll have a show where we'll have, we won't have a top targets list next week. Uh, we will have uh, one top target uh, potentially remaining uh, by 8 o'clock next Wednesday night. But uh, we will start the 2022 top targets list uh, the following week. And, well, I think the following week we're actually going to be having something called uh, Christmas Eve, I think. Is that right? Or no? December the 23rd. I don't know if we'll have Hedges programming that week. We might have a Hedges Encore interview or a, a canned interview, kind of like we did last, last week when I was on the beaches of uh, uh, Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic two weeks ago. But uh, let's take a look at these top targets because it's going to get very sh- very shallow very soon. But then after that, the 2022 top targets list will come together. And I've uh, been working on that one for a few weeks now because that one is pretty dicey, especially figuring out all those names at the top the quarterbacks and everything else like that. Um, top targets for the very last time in 2021, at least the last time you'll see a, a, a top targets list with more than uh, three or four names. Uh, let's get to that part of our show. Uh, so top targets uh, pull up uh Number seven. We've only got seven guys this week. Again, I don't think Georgia will sign any more than uh, four of these names. The remaining top targets, uh, the zero star Byron Young. Byron Young actually picked up uh, getting a lot of recruiting smoke right now. Uh, Shane Beamer's going after him from South Carolina. Young is a South Carolina native. It seems like the perfect thing for a first year head coach to do. And that's the target um the big-time talent from his state. Uh, Young is actually from Conway, South Carolina, but he actually now lives in Columbus, Georgia, where he's actually a lot closer to Auburn and Georgia as well. But nonetheless, Byron Young just picked up an offer uh, recently from Texas. Options are expanding for him. That's good to see. I really love his story. Um, for, For all intents and purposes, guys, I think Byron Young would come into play should Georgia get a no from Corey Foreman. Uh, that's when things might get a little interesting with Byron Young. What if Corey Foreman says no? What if Donovan Edwards says no? Um, That's when you you really – it really becomes, I think, if Georgia takes another outside backer in the class and whether that would be Elijah Judy out of Philadelphia at number six or uh, Byron Young. Folks, quick 10 seconds on Byron Young. This guy was a Juco tryout, uh, walk-on Juco tryout, who before resurrecting his football career – was an assistant manager at a Dollar General store. So I don't know if there's any better story there than that about Byron Young. Um, Number five, you've got Donovan Edwards. That's the running back out of Michigan. Uh, I don't know if Michigan's his his choice anymore. You hear a lot of Notre Dame and Georgia with him. Uh, You heard some good things about Georgia over the last maybe two weeks. I don't know if that momentum has maintained itself. You're hearing a lot of Notre Dame juice right now as well. Uh, Donovan Edwards would be a name to watch certainly down the stretch. Um, number four Corey Foreman uh, Clemson USC Georgia I think that's who it will come down to even though he took a late visit to Arizona State last weekend uh, number three is Xavier Story Jr. out of Graceville Florida um, linebacker rated as an outside backer would be an inside linebacker at Georgia um, he goes back a long ways um, I don't know if everybody ever, we ever showed this to you guys on the hedges but um, everybody calls him scissors, sorry, or uh, clip, sorry. Um, he fancies himself as an amateur barber. He actually gave back when there was such a thing called recruiting visits um, on campus, recruiting visits, he actually gave uh, Glenn Schumann, a haircut. Uh, it actually turned out pretty well. Number two, Mason Smith out of Houma, Louisiana. Um, certainly. I think the fire is burning bright there for George's chances um, with Mason Smith uh, and the number one target uh, four-star safety. He's a safety, but I think he could be a first year starter at cornerback for Georgia. He's that good. I say this all the time on this show. I think he's as good as good as, or if as good as or not better as good as or if not better than um, any defensive back cornerback safety that Kirby Smart has ever recruited during his time at the University of Georgia. I realize, good gosh almighty, Joe Friday, that's Jeff saying quite a lot there, but I just think he's a special football player, and I even went down to uh, Tallahassee uh, to make sure I checked him out and saw what he was like in person, and he passed every test and exceeded every expectation. Um, Those are your remaining top remaining targets. It's down to seven. Again, that list will be a lot smaller uh, come next week. Uh, some timelines to think about. Everybody, basically, if I want to make this really quick for everybody, it's Zavian Sory. It's everybody, Zavian Sorry, Shamar Turner. Shamar Turner, that's the big uh, defensive lineman out of uh, Texas. I think um, Alabama's in there more. I think Texas, Texas A&M is probably in there more with Shamar Turner. But folks, i gonna tell you this. Georgia doesn't get Corey Foreman, but some way they end up with Shamar Turner. You're going to take that thing and run with it because he is a heck of a football player as well. In some ways, more a, a more versatile and battle-tested football player. Um, Donovan Edwards, we talked about him on the 16th. Jimmy Horn Jr. I put this on the forum. I know everybody doesn't catch the forum as much as that. I wish they would. But um, on the forum, uh, Jimmy Horn Jr. told me that he's um, too busy chasing a championship, so he won't be able to visit a school. He won't make a commitment to a school, most likely. He'll just make his decision and sign somewhere on signing day. Um, Again, this is just a different year for a lot of these guys. Judy's going to sign on the sixteenth, but announced on the second. The same thing for Foreman. Arnold is on February the third. February the third. Byron Young and Mason Smith are also both on December the sixteenth as well. Um, And then let's take a quick look at. uh, everybody's having fun. We got a boss man thing on Facebook, but let's take a look at the board. Now the board's all the way up to 20 commitments. Uh, man, if you remember, what was it? Six, seven months ago, Tennessee had, uh, 22, 23, 24 commitments. Georgia's finally up to 20. It seems to me that this staff knew a little bit about the numbers and uh, counters and how tight this class would be with numbers. They saw no need to uh, beef up the class in order to give some like hot garbage kind of look to their class, which where they, had a lot, of, um, a lot of things going forward. Um, I think Tennessee is now down to number 14 overall uh, in the class. But you look at these 20 commitments right now. First off, let's start with the highest-rated guy. That would be Amer- Amarius Mims. He's, again, playing at Raven County this weekend in the Class AA State Playoffs. That's in the third round. That's in the quarterfinals. Brock Vandegrift got a huge game this week, this week on Friday night with five-time defending state champion Eagles landing Christian Academy. As I'd, I'd hope to get a really good Brock Vandegrift story up today. It's got a lot of things going on. We will have that for you sometime in the morning as I'll finish writing that story after our broadcast tonight. and um, his rankings have stayed the same. Michael Morris, his rankings have stayed the same. That's the first um, four highest rated commitments on the board for Georgia as we keep looking forward. Um, then you go to uh, after Micah Morris, you got to you go to number five. That was um, uh, <laughs> somebody just made me made me laugh. They said we're giving out keyboard stickers for their performances on the uh, in the chatting mechanism in the chatting engine on Facebook tonight. Um, Nile Green is a new guy, number five cornerback, number sixty nine overall. David Daniel, the longstanding senior commitment of the class. Brock Bowers. I spoke to him a couple times this week. He's doing very well. Uh, Lavassier Carroll. Lavassier told me this week that he's going to go back to Warren County and sign at Warren County High School uh, on December the 16th as well. Um, so he goes to IMG, but he comes home to Warren County to sign uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Jonathan Jefferson out of Douglas County. Um, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. Interesting little note we'll highlight during our online chatter part of our broadcast. Uh, Terry Ingram Dawkins was named the Mr. Football for the state of South Carolina. I thought that was a highly impressive honor. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, Kamari Lassiter. uh, Kamari Lasseter right now is live and playing in the Alabama Mississippi game. I'm told he looked pretty good so far after his first couple of days of workouts there. Um, big ups to Kamari Lassiter. Uh, I'm going to get him to come on with you guys pretty soon, but, uh, Kamari is a guy that will not enroll early. That's a pretty big story looking through this list about guys who will enroll early and who will not roll in early, especially with Georgia having room for all these scholarships underneath the 85 and underneath the early counters um, heading into um, January of 2021. Um, But keep it going down that list. You got nugget Warren, the Juco number one cornerback in the country. You got Chaz Chambliss, uh, out of Carrollton. Chas Chambliss is still alive in the uh, state playoffs as well. Adonai Mitchell. A lot of people have opinions about Adonai Mitchell, um, three-star wide receiver. He didn't even play football at all because he graduated way back in the spring of 2020. Um, Jerry Wilson, he's another guy that will not enroll early in this class. Um, Marlon Dean, uh, out of Elberton. Uh, he went to IMG, Javon Bullard, uh, Jackson Meeks as well. Uh, that rounds out the, uh, the class of 2021 at this point. Um, looking forward, you've got, uh, 10 guys now in state, 10 guys out of state, but that does include two guys like, um, LaVacier Carroll and Marlon Dean who are at ING Academy. They went to a boarding school, um, 17 guys inside the SEC footprint, three guys outside the SEC footprint and guys that is your recruiting, um, Table stakes, which we go through all all the time each and every week here on Dog Nation, um, on before the hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, let me take a quick look now. Uh, we got some online chatter I want to get to. Uh, just a couple of tweets, couple of a uh, couple of things I wanted to bring to, to everybody's attention. I think we mentioned earlier, Xavier Sory Jr. Look at this tweet. Xavier Sory tweeted out that he will be with Terry and Arnold. And to me, Adelie, Adelie is a 2022 prospect. Uh, They're all going to be in Florida this weekend for the LSU game. Uh, Look at what um, a reporter, Lou Besjak from the state. Uh, He has a quote from Tyrion Ingram Dawkins about winning. Mr. Football in the state of South Carolina. Uh, The quote there was, I'm just thankful for everyone that has been supporting me and behind me. Uh, We had another tweet this week about uh, Terry and Arnold. Been hard for Terry and Arnold. He went and de- hasn't been able to visit Georgia lately. Also hasn't been able to visit Alabama lately because of basketball. But um, one of his trainers said, uh, look, at this, look at this video tweet right here. Uh, he literally trained for two and a half hours, an hour by himself, and then an hour and a half with the group. You can't, ha- you can't hate on this kid because he works and actually wants to get better. Uh, Terry and Arnold Jr. recently named the nation's number uh, – I believe number – to safety overall in the country or maybe the number one safety overall in the country, at least for 24 seven sports, I would think rivals needs to give him a well-deserved bump pretty soon. And then you have the edit here from Nylon green. He's staying home, baby committed to the G. Did everybody see his uh, commitment video? I thought it was very well done uh, from, uh, I thought it was very, very well done from uh, I think that was dogs daily, the S Maven site uh, that produced that video as well. There you go, guys. There is your online chatter. One week until National Signing Day. Lots of things to talk about. You guys got a question. I'm going to take another spin through uh, the chat, another spin through YouTube, another spin through Facebook. Let me know if you got a question, please. That's what we're here for. Tristan West, I think that's softened about Mason Smith and Corey Foreman still being a. Uh, package deal uh, SCC Gamer you're right uh, Tumis Adley uh, he was a decommitment um, from Ohio State I believe he's out of the state of Texas uh, Thomas fans on he's letting the dog out God bless you too, sir. Jay Hendricks brings up Keeley Ringo. Guys, you remember how crazy everybody was for Keely Ringo at this time of year. No one. Sheldon points out the uh, quality of the class. Uh, Jay Hart brings brings up how important it is to have Kyris Jackson come back. Um. G Bama boy, he's gonna drink some sweet tea and watch John Wick the third. John Wick the third wasn't a bad movie. I didn't like the ending. I thought that a couple of scenes were a little far-fetched, especially the ending. Um, but that is good. Um, what is it? I guess it's for guys and dudes. Uh, it's kind of like those Hallmark movies, those Christmas Hallmark movies or those lifetime movies. Those are just good, watchable, easily digestible, entertaining movies. Jason Crosby, you are right. Uh, Amarius Mims, Amarius Mims is a monster. Uh, Bobby Blackman. Hey man, good hearing from you, Bobby. Uh, Well, here's the thing. The guy from uh, Cairo, Georgia, Georgia, the syrup maker, he kicked a 52-yard field goal on the field in the rain and cold. He's a punter. Georgia has accepted him as a preferred walk-on. He's going to go – Bobby, he's going to be at Georgia. It's always good to bring in another kicker from uh, Cairo. That's certainly a good tradition there for Georgia with all those. Uh, Kevin Craig has a question. Kevin, I wrote about this on the um, Dog Nation forum kind of as soon as it came out. Here's what's going to happen. Gunnar Stockton is not going to make any decisions or think about this at all until the end of his uh, high school football season this year. uh, Raven County is trying to win a state title in Class 2A. As we mentioned earlier, his team is taking on Amarius Mims right now in the Class 2A playoffs. Raven County will host in that game, uh, but – uh, I think the main thing that Shane Bimmer's got to do is he's got to recognize that he wants to do his best to retain the commitment from uh, uh, Gunner Stockton, and he needs to make sure he keeps uh, Connor Shaw or Mike Bobo or both on his staff. I think that's the key. I, what Gunner Stockton has always wanted, from in my interpretation, is he's wanted to basically uh, link up with a, a set of coaches, maybe an offensive coordinator and a head coach, that he knows that has stability, that knows he's going to play for them, that he'll pour his heart out for, him, for them for like three years. He's looking for stability. He's looking for a great relationship. The best relationships were when South Carolina had uh, Mike Bobo. Uh, Mike's father, George, had been really teaching and instructing Gunner on how to throw a football since he was like seven or eight years old. Um, he lived in Raven County for a time as well. Uh, still lives in Raven County. I think he maintains a home in that area. Uh, Just really close with the Stocktons. And then you have Connor Shaw, the older brother, Jabo Shaw, uh, who also played at uh, Raven County as well. So there was really strong ties there for Shane Beamer and his staff. Guys, it is 9.07. Everybody likes likes it when we keep our uh, before the hedges underneath one hour. I'm Jeff Centel. I've been taking you all around the whimsical world of Georgia 2020 Recruiting. Going to be a fun ride over the next seven days, especially on that seventh day. On the seventh day, none of us are going to rest as we watch all the commitments and turn into signees and undecided targets turn into signees as well. Uh, we'll be here on Dog Nation all day, all the time leading up to it. Um, once again, I want to thank everybody that joined us. Everybody that had a question. Hope I answered your question. I try to get through. I try to have a personal goal today of getting through at least 50 to 75 questions a day. Hope I was able to do that, especially getting through a lot of them, um, especially during our program. Maybe I got to 35, uh, even with some of my long-winded and detailed answers. But anyway, happy, joyous holiday season. Bundle up, everybody out there. It's cold outside. Um, once again, thanks. shout out to Kroger. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Really appreciate that sponsor relationship we have there. If you join us late, you can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on the Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Apple podcast platforms. Hope you've had yourself a good time. Hope you had yourself a night here again on Wednesday night live before the hedges on Dog Nation. I'm Jeff Centel. Hope you've had a good time. We'll see everybody later on the pages go, of Dog Nation. Dog, dog. So George who won pick it. A little family atmosphere a the way hand handle business education is important trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.